Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, thanks for joining me again today. Good to have you along. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Will Peng. Will is the CEO and co-founder of a cool company called Northstar. And Northstar helps employees better utilize their total compensation and make better financial decisions. And they do that through a range of options and range of um, approaches. So they've got the financial tool side, total comp tools, and then an amazing team of full-time financial advisors. But before we get into all of that, I want to say hello, Will, and thank you very much for joining me. For having me. Yeah. And whereabouts are you calling in from? I'm calling from LA. LA, lovely, lovely part of the world. Um, so, Will, before we get into North Star itself, do you just want to give us a, a quick background about yourself and then what led to the formation of North Star? Sure, yeah. Um, my, my background, I started my career as a product designer. Uh, so, yeah. worked for a couple of different startups. Uh, both of them coincidentally were acquired by Facebook. Um, and uh, after being a product designer, I uh, spent some time as a VC, so investing in startups. Uh, so I uh, was a par- partner at a venture capital firm called Red Swan, and uh, we were very lucky to be a part of some great companies with a wide range from companies like Warby Parker, but also several fintech companies uh, like Coinbase and uh, Oscar Health, uh, uh, Guideline mm-hmm. 401k, and many others that uh, really helped me have a front row seat to the uh, emerging technology uh, that uh, enables us to solve this particular challenge in a completely new way. Uh, and that challenge is around helping everyone, not just the wealthy, make decisions about their personal finances, giving people access to those best practices that previously they wouldn't have access to. Uh, and this is a problem that's very personally important to me. Uh, as an immigrant, I was born in Taiwan. Uh, parents moved their entire family to the U.S. when I was quite young, uh, and have a lot of respect and admiration for the risk that they took, not having uh, very much knowledge or uh, not not knowing much English, uh, but also not much knowledge about finances or money in the bank account. And uh, so, very grateful for that opportunity. And as a result, was was uh, lucky enough to go to a great college, uh, but graduated with a ton of student debt uh, and uh, kind of was thrown into the real world with not very much idea of what to do, how to pay off my student debt, let alone balance it with all these other competing goals and priorities that everybody keeps saying that you should be tackling, like uh, saving for an emergency fund or contributing to your 401k at work or enrolling and using your HSA. Uh, maybe if you work at a startup, you have equity compensation. So it's a really complex web of choices that um, on the one hand is quite empowering because of the different choices that we can make for ourselves and the options that we have. But on the other hand, the responsibility is now in the hands of the individual to make the best decisions for themselves. Uh, so uh, the reason why I'm excited to uh, chat with you and also uh, work closely with HR leaders is because we primarily partner with employers to help achieve this mission. Uh, We found that uh, employment is, uh, for the majority of people, the primary source of not only wealth creation, but also supporting their entire lives and supporting their families. So I think there's a really unique opportunity 
and also responsibility, uh, not only on the individuals, but also employers to provide uh, the support around financial decisions uh, for all of their employees. Uh, so that's a very high level background about myself mm. and kind of how it led to our particular approach. Nice. And when you were saying earlier about your your earlier days in the, the tech startup world and then into the VC world, I was curious as to how you selected the field you went into the employee financial health side of things when you've got so many options, but you kind of shared that story, you know, your family background and the evolution. And, and, and it is so bewildering for employees and even HR people who have to influence and not influence, but uh, help educate, support their employees, their workforce. It's such a bewildering array of options out there. So can you tell us about Northstar? What does it actually do and how does it help people? Yeah, so we like to think of ourselves as not only supporting the employees with their finances with one-on-one uh, -on -one financial advice. All of our advisors are uh, full-time financial advisors uh, and they're able to uh, be paired actually with each individual rather than as a call center. We have a hybrid model where we also have a whole platform of self-service tools to manage your finances, receive your financial plan, but also start to automate your finances with behavioral uh, psychology is really at the core of uh, how we build our product. So it's uh, being able to provide that personalized advice to employees, but doing it scalably. Uh, so this isn't just a call center of financial advisors that uh, uh, don't really scale, but also don't provide personalized advice. They're just answering one-off questions. Um, but also they can really dive in deep with, with uh, each individual situation across every life stage. Uh, but what makes us distinct about uh, compared to other financial wellness providers is that uh, we um, really incorporate uh, total comp and benefits into our financial advice. Yeah, so ask, yeah. uh, as I was saying before, there's been a shift from uh, a world of uh, defined benefit plans. My, my dad is, still has a pension, and, but, but those are going away mm -hmm. uh, to a world of defined contribution. But not, I think that's indicative of a greater theme around uh, the, the, the onus, the responsibility uh, is now on the shoulders of the employees to make decisions. And as a result, uh, HR leaders are uh, receiving a lot of the questions uh, from employees on what to do and what, how to make the best decisions for, for themselves, whether it be, it's not just about their salary either, it's about uh, how much should I put into my 401k uh, or which health plan should I choose, uh, health insurances, uh, one of the biggest has one of the biggest impacts on personal finances. So uh, that it's really that holistic approach that um, not only supports the employee, but also uh, supports the employer almost like as an extension of, of, uh, of your, of their teams. Yeah. I'm in a, a Facebook group of HR people and they're mostly generalists and it's every day there are people throwing in questions. How do I do this? Anyone got any advice on that? But the, the range of topics topics is absolutely huge and comp and bends is one aspect. So for them to have to be able to deal with all the different queries and, and as I said earlier, help their employees and their workforce answer all these questions is, is a, a huge challenge for them. So I noticed yeah. on, the, on the website, you guys have broken out um, a, a bunch of different use cases. So such as supporting diverse teams, attracting and retaining talent, supporting benefits decisions, increasing productivity, uh, preparing for an IPO even and answering employee questions. How did you choose these? Were these randoms randomly selected or were they issues that sort of bubbled to the top over time? Uh, and how do you make the connection between those issues and North Star and what it does? 
Yeah, the, the these issues were were not chosen by random. They they were um, uh, kind of we we came up with these uh, by working closely and learning from from HR leaders. Um, so uh, the way that we think about North Star is perhaps a bit different, where we think about uh, North Star as foundational to the entire employee experience. So uh, this starts even when a candidate receives an offer. How do how does a how you can help how can you help a candidate make sense of that uh, comp and benefits package and what does that mean for their careers and their financial life situation, but also for new hire onboarding. Uh, uh, during new hire onboarding, you kind of have a, a, a deluge of information uh, and uh, it's a challenge to uh, support every single employee with, with answering those questions or during open enrollment. Uh, obviously one of the most hectic times of year uh, and and uh, many equity events like uh, you mentioned with with IPOs and uh, uh, recent tender offers and and SPACs uh, as as a trend, um, exactly like you're, you're you've been saying. I mean, uh, HR leaders are now uh, being put in a position where they need to cover a, a huge surface area in terms of the. Uh, not only the specific questions that they can answer, but also the strategic direction of the business. Uh, so to, uh, for example, with the equity events, like preparing for an IPO, um, some of our clients include uh, Snap and, and Zoom uh, and Discord. Many of these have, uh, are high growth companies and uh, have gone public. And being able to, uh, and we've heard from uh, many HR leaders that, uh, their CEO will tell them, hey, we're going to IPO in, in nine months. Uh, and they're kind of scrambling with their network to figure out how to best uh, support the company and the employees uh, through that event. Uh, so that's just one, one example. But um, some of the other examples that uh, you mentioned around uh, attracting and retaining talent, this is something that we directly heard from uh, HR leaders that's and employers yeah. and at the, uh, even at the CEO level, uh, where... Uh, we, we, everybody has heard of the, the trends by now, the, the great resignation, and, and uh, th this has always been an issue uh, where uh, it, it's really difficult to attract and retain the most talented people out there because they have so many options. Uh, and the, one of the big, most important ways, obviously, uh, there are ways to attract uh, uh, people through your employer brand, through uh, uh, the, the mission of your business, the, uh, the people at, at your company and, and the, the valuable work and challenging work that they'll be working on. Um, but of course, uh, common benefits is uh, one of the biggest ways uh, to attract and retain talent and people uh, work to, to make money uh, and to achieve their, their goals and, uh, and, and their life plans. So the challenge that we've heard directly from HR leaders is that if employees do not understand the entirety of their total rewards package, they oftentimes look to, look to their salary or increasing your salary as the only path to achieving financial stability or achieving their financial goals. So oftentimes you, I think we've seen the explosion of perks of, I mean, the, 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 Ones that people make fun of, especially with with companies, uh, tech companies are, the are like ping, pong yeah, yeah. <laughs> ping pong tables and things like that. Um, and those seem 
a bit removed from uh, what employees actually want. And so employees oftentimes ask, why don't you just give me a raise? And of course, giving people a raise is helpful, um, but we uh, think that it's just as impactful, if not more impactful to emphasize, to, to number one, choose the help, help employers choose the right benefits that fit their employee population's needs, uh, but also uh, help to communicate uh, and uh, promote and advise employees proactively about which benefits are relevant to them. So I've, I've always found it interesting that um, not, not only, not only are, 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 are the tools to communicate benefits um, not really tech enabled yet today. I mean, oftentimes it's benefits booklets in a PDF format, yeah. uh, portals and websites. It's not really that one-on-one -on -one support. Uh, and it's not really with providing the context of each individual's financial and life goals. Uh, and I've always found it interesting that so much of this communication happens once a year during open enrollment. And uh, it's a big event, uh, but what the reason I find it interesting is because people don't make financial and life decisions one time a year. Yeah. Of course, it's a big moment, but uh, they often happen throughout the year. So how can we meet employees where they are as it happens? Uh, and uh, here, here's an example. Um, I, I, was, I was talking to a chief uh, people officer uh, about a year ago, and uh, she was saying that they offer incredible benefits to support um, uh, fertility and infertility and, and childbirth and, and, and uh, uh, child uh, caregiving. Uh, and, but most employees, many employees still don't know about them. And really? the first time that she finds out about uh, somebody who, who is having a child is that they apply for leave. Uh, and uh, her hope was that she could find ways to actually support employees ahead of uh, that time when they, when they apply for leave um, and because they, they, they do truly care about their employees. So it's sort of an interesting relationship where um, Northstar, as I was saying before, is kind of like, a, as, and, and your advisor is an extension of your team where uh, we believe that the trust that we earn is incredibly important and the key word there is earned. Mm. Uh, and so, so uh, because it's, there's always an interesting relationship between the employee and the employer. Uh, there's privacy concerns um, and uh, not to mention regulatory concerns around the employer can't uh, give advice to the uh, employee, financial advice. Um, so we're kind of this perfect in-between where we do have the trust of the employee so that they can feel comfortable sharing everything, uh, but also uh, we have the expertise uh, to, and also knowledge, we have the financial expertise, but also the knowledge about the employer's uh, details of their benefits uh, to be able to do all the new higher onboarding presentations, yeah. for example, which we do. Uh, so, And also if you're dealing with that all the time, then your team of advisors would be very used to presenting it in the right way so that people yep. understand it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's uh, to the point of uh, the full-time advisor team and and kind of, I, I did mention brief previously the idea of a call center, why we, we think about this uh, as an entire platform. So knowledge is shared uh, when, when we, when our advisors or our platform learns about uh, a particular way to communicate uh, benefits or um, some specific detailed question 
uh, about um, a health plan that we see pretty frequently because uh, we work with uh, 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 tens of thousands of uh, employees uh, across uh, many, many different employers. We can actually share those learnings um, across uh, other, uh, some of our other clients. So uh, you're really getting the benefit of kind of the entire network of our, of our clients when you work with us from an expertise perspective. Look, I, I need to do a little pitch for my own company because uh, that's all we do is marketing related uh, stuff for HR companies and we see recurring themes. And we noticed, for instance, when the world went virtual that everyone wanted to talk about how do you run a, a remote workforce, but that's all you ever heard about. And it kind of drove people crazy because that's all you heard about. But every uh, HR related firm wants to promote services on that particular topic. So it's get a little dull. So turning to your advice on business growth, because you've come from some successful acquisitions, you went to the VC world. So you, again, you've got that sort of cross uh, business view of how different companies are growing, what they're doing, what, what, what works, what doesn't, what's your advice on what's worked has not worked for, for you guys and your advice for other companies, particularly in the HR tech space and, and in the larger consulting firms, what they can do to grow in this sort of changed world. Yeah, I, I, it's a great question. And just like all of our clients, we're, we're making sure that we're proactively uh, creating a strong culture. Um, for us in particular, we're actually, uh, when the pandemic first hit, we fully committed to being a distributed team. Uh, we, we felt like, I mean, there were many reasons to do that, but from a, an organizational perspective, uh, I, I felt like the um, it's important to create a, uh, a, a norm that, uh, for example, I'm in LA, but I'm one of four people in LA. Um, and uh, we're in, I think, I, I, don't quote me on this, but I think the latest number is we're in, in uh, 15 states. Um, <laughs> and, and so creating a, a, a default state uh, that everybody's on the level playing field was incredibly important to us. Um, and so, so it's not like conversations are happening in one place and they're not uh, communicated elsewhere. So creating a culture of communication has been incredibly important uh, for yeah. us. Um, the other thing that's really important for us is that, of course, there are other things that we do to create camaraderie, uh, which is very challenging in a, in a remote, remote environment. But uh, I think something that we've uh, really emphasized and maybe is counterintuitive to, to the question of like, how do, you create, how do you foster a great remote culture is uh, how, do you, how can we create certainty around uh, people's roles, their growth paths, uh, and uh, doing rewarding work. Um, so uh, we uh, have really prioritized clarity around uh, different levels, what it means to be in different levels, uh, what comps you can expect in different levels. And uh, so that uh, for, for somebody who's joined a remote team, they, they kind of know, okay, th these are the things that are expected of me. And maybe I'm co-developing uh, these ex expectations um, to, to achieve my hopes and dreams when I join the company. Uh, so uh, that's another thing that we've we found is incredibly important and actually somewhat uh, related and perhaps a, a subconscious learning from, from working with, with our clients and HR leaders is uh, to the point of like, um, not only are we helping to communicate the value of your current comp and benefits package, but what does your future look like uh, at this company? Um, and uh, some of the employers that we work with are actually quite inspiring. They're, they're very clear about uh, what uh, equity refreshers you might get in the future, what 
salary bands and the next level up is going to look like what it's going to. And so I think that clarity um, goes a long way to, to create a culture where you feel like you're, you're a part of something instead of uh, uh, getting kind of one off uh, uh, points or whiplash or feedback about <laughs> um, uh, how you can improve. Yeah, it's a great way to harness energy. That's for sure. And I know on the on the marketing business growth side of things, <clears throat> you work with some amazing companies like Zoom and Discord, Service Titan, Thumbtack. How do you uh, how did you find and uh, end up winning them as new clients or customers? Yeah, the, it, a lot of it was um, uh, there. There are many different ways that we we find uh, clients to work with. Um, uh, and some of, some of those are through our personal networks. Some of them are through um, referrals. Uh, we love working with um, HR consultants, um, benefits brokers, uh, and they, they've been uh, uh, incredibly helpful to um, help advocate for us because they also see the value of what we're providing to, to their clients. Yeah. Um, and also we, we've seen several of our clients come in uh, because of the content that we've written. Uh, and I, I uh, like to believe that the content that we're writing, uh, our team is writing, is, is uh, uh, actually helpful uh, to HR leaders. Um, I think, uh, especially in the consumer fintech space, uh, mm. and I'm sure in any space, uh, I think there has been a, a, a push towards volume uh, for, of content. Uh, rather than, than quality of content. And so some of the key tenets of how we think about our content um, are, like I said, to, to make sure that as a standalone piece, it's valuable to uh, the, the reader, the HR leader, um, so that they can come away with it. Even if they don't become a client, we can be helpful to them. Yeah, um, we also want to, uh, uh, we have this framing uh, with, with our content that's like kind of ask an advisor. Uh, and so... <laughs> Uh, much of our content is actually written by our advisors. Uh, so Perfect, yeah. uh, it's, it's uh, the level of detail that um, maybe in a greater detail than you would expect from somebody who's uh, maybe not a financial advisor and just kind of writing a generic piece. So uh, hoping to create content that's unique and you can't read somewhere else because it has kind of the level of detail yeah. uh, that you, you wouldn't get into unless you ask, ask a financial advisor. Um, so for people listening, that's actually wonderful advice. Uh, if you can extract information, insights, advice from the CEO, your advisors, your experts within the business, that's a wonderful way to do it as opposed to the top 10 best movies that relate to the financial services industry types of blogs and things that you see out there. Uh, so we've, we've covered a lot of ground. There's some great stuff. What do you see coming around the corner for the world of work and uh, HR side of things? Because we've been through so much change. Do you see more of it or what do you see evolving in the world of work? Yeah, I think this this is a, a, a great topic that uh, we have a, a, one of the windows into a view of, and um, I, I know I know that it's uh, uh, a bit cliche, but I think the um, the it's been really exciting to see uh, technology enable all different parts of the employee experience, um, and we've seen this with performance management as well. We've seen this with L and D, uh, and we've seen it with total rewards. Uh, so it's been exciting to see um, many founders uh, and, and technologists and designers and engineers apply their talents. Uh, you kind of saw the initial wave of like the consumer internet wave and a lot of that expertise now being applied to 
as, as software businesses to, to, to the HR space. So even in the past three years, I've seen when we first started the company and we, we tried, tried to raise money from, from VCs, they were like HRs, like, why, why would you, and this, <laughs> I've always found this really uh, derogatory and annoying uh, mm. as, as even outside of the fact that I was a founder raising money in this space, but VCs would ask, Hey, like uh, HR is a cost center. Like wh wh why would they, they don't have any buying authority. And the I've always yeah. felt I've, 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 and I think that has significantly changed. Um, and uh, to, to not only this point of kind of HR transformation, but also HR as the core of company growth. Uh, we talked about attracting, retaining the top talent, as, as and that's really core to that. And or maybe the company is going public, and and so um, I think there is a significant shift from HR uh, being an, uh, an organization that uh, does things to kind of back office things to keep the business running to um, thinking of HR as this platform. Uh, and, and so it's been really exciting to see, um, HR think strategically, uh, as a core part of the business, um, in many cases as a C-level, uh, uh, title, uh, rather than, uh, kind of an operational thing. Absolutely. I mean, you can have two identical companies side by side, same equipment or same software processes and things like that, but the people within them who's driving change and, and looking after customers and clients and, and implementing best practices and then maintaining and enhancing all of that. It comes down to that, uh, that people side. So absolutely. Uh, well, if people want to learn more about North star money, what should they do next? Sure, yeah. Um, my, our website is northstarmoney.com uh, and feel free to email me. My email is will at northstarmoney.com. Excellent. And yeah, as you mentioned there, you've got a lot of great content on there and the, as the use cases and background information on the financial tools, the total compensation tools, and indeed the advisors as well. So you build an amazing business and it looks like it's going to, going to get bigger, particularly if you're working with companies like Zoom who've gone insane thanks to a virus. So all, all power to you and well done for, for the success you've had so far and all the best for the future. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.